Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points from the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, Emery takes the reins at Villa after Gerrard is sacked. After only winning two games from 11, he was one apiece at Stamford Bridge after Ronaldo was dropped over his behaviour during the fantastic United performance in the midweek game that saw them beat Tottenham. That's not what it says. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what it says. That's not what it says. That's not what it says. Read it. Read it properly. Go on. Go on. Read it properly. What does it say? Read it. I've read read all I'm reading. No, no. Read it. What does it say? (laughs) Which saw them absolutely tear Tottenham apart. Thank you very much. Carry on. And truly, a true fan. <laughs> God, this word. A truly fantastic performance, in fact. Yeah. Well said. And City closed the gap at the top to two points with a win over Brighton, while Arsenal could only draw with Southampton. Lots and lots to talk about again this week. Well read. I mean, I don't disagree with anything you've said there in the intro. So uh, let's talk football. Right, here we are. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Been a good week of football? Um, No. No, it's not been a good week yeah, it's of been, football, it's been, it's been, It's been great, it's I been, think. It's been awful, and I think we should not talk about it. I mean, all right, it's a very short podcast. <laughs> Goodbye! <laughs> But uh, let's uh, let's let's start then with with the big news that has kind of broken over the last couple of days, really, uh, and that is Unai Emery taking over at Aston Villa. Yep. Um, I'm a bit surprised. I'm very surprised. It's an odd choice. But it's not. I don't think it's necessarily odd from a Villa point of view. For me, it's more odd from an Emery point of view. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I, no, I can see that. I mean, I'm pretty sure they must have thrown big money at him. We turned down the Newcastle job, right? Yeah. Last year. But he, he says he can't to stay with Villarreal. Yeah, but then he couldn't turn this one down. But I think surely, out of the two of them, the Newcastle, Newcastle job was, yeah. was probably the most attractive at this point. Perhaps it was too big of a rebuild, maybe. Well, Eddie Howe has certainly proved him wrong on that one. Yeah. And I suppose he got his fingers burnt last time. He did a sort of he tried to do a rebuild with Arsenal, didn't he? Essentially. Yeah, but I mean, even this Villa job's not a everyone's ear sort of job, though, is it? Do you know what I mean? No, no, but they're they're in a they're much quality. better they're in a little bit better shape than that Arsenal team were after Wenger left them. I think. I would disagree with you on that. That Arsenal team had what finished fifth in the league the year that Wenger left. Yes. Yeah. This Villa team was. Scrapping relegation, yeah. Last season, so I would I would disagree with you slightly on that one. I know you want to take your little pot shot at Arsenal, but no, 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 it's not. It wasn't a pot shot at Arsenal. It was just a. But I think, know, I think I that think Arsenal on I paper, think that... Villa have got a good side. They just need someone to get extract it from them. Yeah, but this, you know, I, I was just a bit surprised that Emery took it. Is, is the yeah. overall thing because you know. Perhaps he, he very just well... watched the game on Sunday. And went, <laughs> Maybe oh, that's what it was. It's good. <laughs> yeah, there's actually something there to work with. Um, I don't know, but it just seems strange because he's, you know, he's he's very embedded at Villarreal. Yeah. And so it's a bit of an up, an uplift for him. It's a bit but, of um, evil. Yeah. Yeah. 
can't we'll take over for two weeks because you'll wait for a work permit. Yeah, no, there is that. But I do feel sorry a bit for Gerard as well because apparently they sacked him after the game, but before he got on the coach. Oh, so, so he had he... to go all the way back to Birmingham, which in itself is a, a task. He had to get on the coach and travel back with the Villa players. <laughs> Knowing well, that he, he hasn't got a manager job. anymore, and there was a good chance that the Villa players all knew it too. Yeah, now, that would have been a fun journey. He would probably have been sitting at the front of the bus, stony faced, arms folded. Yeah, and probably hood, didn't hood say up. a word to anybody. <laughs> hood up. <laughs> yeah, listening to whatever he listens to, going, nope, not interested. Go yeah. away now. But yeah, it's a shame, really, in one respect, because obviously, young English manager, you want to see him do well to a degree. Um, but it just wasn't quite working for him, was it, at Villa, for whatever reason? Just, no, for whatever reason, it just wasn't working. And and it, he was making a few odd odd decisions, choices. I think, in yeah. games, and uh, something that just didn't quite fit right. I mean, I remember the, ba- the Bailey substitution that he made. Um, I can't remember who they were playing now, and he brought him off when they needed a goal. Yeah, and and it's just, uh, it was about a month ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's a bit weird. But hopefully he can learn from it, and we'll see what he does next, really, because, you know, he did a really good job up at Rangers. Yeah. Different league, obviously, in the Scottish League to the Premier League, but... I think we'll see him somewhere in the Championship before and there's the a good, season. There's a good shout that that might be his next destination. It'd be probably useful. It will be a useful... It's a, it's a learning curve. Exactly. I mean, you're Steve, in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah and the Stephen Gerrard, you're always going to have some... Uh, interest around you wherever you manage next. Absolutely, I think, because of but, the playing career he had. Exactly, yeah. but I think as there'll be less pressure on him if he picks the right club in the Championship. I wouldn't say there'd be less pressure on him because there'll still be a pressure to deliver yes, whoever you under, are in the Championship because they they'll all be less, have that same ambition. Yeah, but there's going to be less scrutiny on him in the Championship. Yeah, less scrutiny I think. is a better yeah, phrasing for it. Yeah, Which there will definitely be less eyes your pressure. on him. Yeah. Um, and yes, I mean, very similar to what Michael Carrick sort of done this week. Yeah, Middlesbrough yeah. for Michael Carrick. Moving into Middlesbrough. Jonathan Woodgate is on. his assistant as well, which is a nice move. Yeah. Mays from, you know, they're both from around that part of the world. They are, yeah. Former Middlesbrough manager, Jonathan yeah. Woodgate. So we'll see how how he gets on there. I'm sure you were going to mention it later, but we've mentioned it now. To be um, honest, it wasn't in around the world. It wasn't in. Well, there no, we go. It wasn't in around the world. So there we we've go. Put it in. We've put it in. Right. Um, let's talk about the football then this weekend. Let's move on to that. A um, few interesting games going on. Um, it's just a bit hard, difficult to understand where to really start, really. Uh, obviously, Villa had their big... Let's let's start with Villa and their performance. At, yeah. Their turnaround at, uh, against Brentford at Villa Park this weekend. 4 I mean, nil out of nowhere. 3 nil up after 15 minutes. Yeah. Cruising. That's it, isn't it? After that. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's bizarre how it happens. It's, yeah. It's just... It's, it's a fresh set of eyes. It's a fresh set of ears, sort of yeah. thing, for the managers. Or for the caretaker, at least. Obviously, they didn't know that Unai Emery was going to be the manager at that point. No, there was no one to try and impress at that point. No. But, yeah, no, it was very strange how they could turn it on like that. I mean... Yeah. I mean, they had more shots in one game against Brentford than probably had them in about three or four games combined. And it's probably fair. Yeah. Probably fair. Um, Coutinho 
was on the bench for most of the game though, and maybe his form. Maybe I think Brendia yeah. played instead, and maybe maybe that was one of the things that Coutinho wasn't quite informed, but he's Gerard's mate essentially played yeah. our former teammate, brought him in. Thought I can't really drop him. To be fair with Stephen Gerrard, obviously he tried just Coutinho on his own. He tried yeah. Buendia and Coutinho together. Mm-hmm. I don't think he necessarily tried Buendia without Coutinho. Yeah. So your your point your point is very valid in terms of it's his mate. You know he gets in the team because he's his mate. Yeah, and you know there's no one doubting Coutinho's qualities. No, because on but... his day he's unplayable. Yeah, but if you're out of Nick. Maybe to be on the bench, yeah. Just give him a bit of a rest. And uh but it was a good performance from Villa, one that they they needed desperately. Desperately. It gives them a bit of breathing space down the bottom. It does. And so, uh, that is starting to get a bit congested. Down well it down is the well everyone's as well though, people are winning. Yeah. So I mean obviously the big the big big shock of the weekend, which we we might as well go into now, was Forest. Yeah in Liverpool. And I thought they were good value for it, Forrest. I thought they were very, very good for it. Um, I mean, Liverpool probably should have scored. I mean, I'm oh, thinking Virgil Van Dijk should Van have scored Dijk. at least one. Yeah, he could have had two. I don't know why he's heading that one, that first one, back across the goal. No, not from that so, angle. You know, you're yeah. there. You're right in front of the goal. Why are you doing that? Yeah, that is unbelievable. And even the be second one for that a he teammate had. from four yards out. No. Yeah, no. Just what are you doing? Uh, but no, they were they they lacked a bit Liverpool. I felt it was it was the Liverpool that we went that we were used to seeing before the Rangers second half. Yeah. Um, and I was very intrigued actually because I felt I felt against City they dropped quite deep. Yeah. They dropped deeper, but then I can't remember where I said this last week. I might not have done. Where I was like. It'll be interesting to see if they stick to that lower line against other yeah, no, teams. Yeah, no, you did say that last week. Yeah, and they yeah. didn't. They played they the didn't. higher line. They went back and it got, they got, you know, various occasions really where Forrest could have scored. Oh, yeah. If they'd had, you know, they were talking about it during the commentary of having the understanding between the players. If yeah. it had been better, it would have been a better pass. It would have been a more accurate pass. Yeah. It would have laid it into somebody a bit, a little bit easier. But they got in three or four times, Forrest. Exactly. Yeah. Again, because they're playing that high line that is just not working for them at the minute because they haven't no. got that energy up front to the use the, for, the front foot. Yeah. yeah, that front foot pass isn't isn't there anymore. And you Dean know, Henderson, and, I will say, had a mm-hmm. blinder. He did. He, he, what well, there was one in particular, wasn't there? Towards the point, end, near enough point blank. Yeah, and he dragged the ball from behind him and pulled yeah. it back through. Yeah, it was very good. Even Serge Aurier had a good game. <laughs> yeah, and that is yeah. saying something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought he, I thought he was very good actually. Once all the attacking players had gone off as well, he he seemed to be their outlet. Yeah, he was. Sir, they were get, sir, they were, one thing Sir Aurier can do, he can run. Yeah, so you know they were getting the ball out wide to him, and he was just running past. You know, he was being the outlet. Just once they'd taken off, uh, Owenie and Lingard had come off, and they tried to protect their lead. They he tried was to the, protect their lead, and they yeah, which you know, is fair enough. Did it successfully? Yeah. Yeah, although, you know, Alisson comes up again and you're thinking, oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here yeah. it comes. But it no, wasn't I... to be for Liverpool. To be big fair, win. Liverpool don't have a great record against Forest statistically. No. But, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of years, though, isn't there, between... There's a lot of years between them, but obviously they've never beaten them when they've been in the Premier League together. 
which yeah. is staggering when you think about it. But it is, actually, really. it's only five of it's only five games. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, it wasn't enough to keep them off the bottom for long. No, if at all. No, it wasn't long. No, because Leicester. Yeah. Leicester City. Oh, they're on the resurgence. They are. The big win over Wolves. I really don't know where Wolves go. I think Wolves are struggling this, this year. I, I've said this, I don't know how many times now. Yeah. They just look completely devoid of any confidence, any ideas. Obviously, no, they... they're not scoring goals. They're conceding bagfuls of goals. They're in trouble, they, Wolves. They, they are. are in deep trouble. Obviously, they've said about the new manager that Steve Davis will be in charge until the World Cup, yeah. which is only three weeks, admittedly. But it's, if you haven't found a decent tough. manager now, what does three weeks do? I don't, don't really Well, understand. I guess it might give them a bit more. I mean, you, the thing is, you'd kind of think that they'd want to get someone in to have a look at the squad before the World Cup, wouldn't you? Because you'd think, yeah. right, let's have two or three weeks with the players. Let's see what I think I need. And then we can put some plans in place throughout the World Cup for what we're going to do in January. Yeah, exactly. But it's a it's a strange one. It's a strange they're one. Not, they're not going to have an abundance of players go to the World Cup. They might have maybe five or six Wolves. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Neves, Martinho. A couple of the Portuguese guys. Yeah. Saar probably might Tomato. go. Those kind of guys, but those it kind is. Of players will go, but yeah. But for me, I think there's there's a worry for Wolverhampton. Maybe it should be a worry, you know. And, and I don't think we can actually underestimate the loss in the dressing room of Cody Connor. Connor Cody, yeah. Connor Cody, that's him. Connor Cody <laughs> going off. I prefer yeah. Cody Connor. It's a better name. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. I think I think him moving out of that dressing room has been quite had quite the effect on Wolves actually. I think yeah, because he's the captain of yeah. the team. Obviously, he had a disagreement with the former manager, mm -hmm. who is now not the manager. Yeah, and obviously you can't now get him back. No, he he's like he's well embedded at Everton at this point. Yeah, but the one the one positive I'd say for Wolves is they're not cut adrift. No, there's time no. to be able to turn it around. But they need to get someone in who can have a look at this squad before they go out before January. Maybe they can't be. In, maybe they're just not in a position to improve the squad in January. Maybe because obviously we discussed that at the start of the season, didn't we? That Wolves yeah. didn't really do a lot of business. So that might just be something that they're having to deal with this year, and I'm kind of hoping that they'd be able to get through. But maybe they might look at some loan, maybe a loan deal or two. They may do. I mean, as we've said, they've been incredibly unlucky with injuries at the top of the pitch. Yeah. Incredibly Absolutely. unlucky. Yeah, they need to get that one addressed, I think. But Leicester, on the other hand, has been really good. James Madison is in the form of his life right now. Yeah. Really, really knocking on that door. Man knows his man knows World Cup is coming. He does know the he does know the World <laughs> Cup is coming. And uh, I think he's. I don't. Well, I just. I don't think he makes the final twenty-six. I don't, and and that's not because I I wouldn't put him in there. I just don't think Southgate does. Yeah, and I think no, that's I agree. that's the thing, and, and he'll get a lot of stick for it. Southgate was well, he? He's a creative player. I mean, yeah. you saw with some of the play on Saturday. Once he come, uh, on Sunday, sorry. Once he comes alive on the ball, yeah. Madison. 
there are very few better. Absolutely. But I think his, yeah. his problem is where he plays and who he's up against. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Because you know, in, in Southgate's mind, Foden. Sterling. Sterling. Saka. M- Mount. Saka. Grealish. Yeah. Grealish. They're all ahead of him. Yeah. In, in Southgate's mind. You might have a different opinion. I, th- yeah. I think he's in better nick than a couple of those players right now. Grealish in particular, because Grealish just doesn't play for Magic. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So he's, you know, he's he's in better form than a few of them. I just don't think I just don't think Sasuke is going to pick him. No, no, I agree. Um, we should find out soon as well, shouldn't we? Well, he's done the fifty-five provisional squad, but he just yeah. hasn't told anybody. Oh, good. Fifty-five. That's a big number. Yeah, well, it's got to be narrowed down to twenty-six. Yeah. Um, in about two weeks, I think. Okay. He names the final squad. The thing is, he's keeping a very broad church, isn't he? Just in case of injuries and stuff. So we, I reckon well, yeah, he probably that's has what in FIFA mind. Have given them. They've all given them fifty-five, so you can name as you can name up to fifty-five in the provisional yeah. squad, and then you have to give them a final twenty-six. Yeah. Yeah. So we very might have made it, Chris. You never know. We might have. We might have. Number 54. I'll be number 53. Uh, okay, right. Let's um, let's move on then. Let's... Uh, where to go to next? Uh, it's really difficult because... Oh, let, I'll tell you what. We've got to talk Leeds-Fulham. Yeah, I was going to say Leeds-Fulham. Leeds-Fulham. What a game that was. Jesse Marsh is in trouble. He's in a spot of bother. That's for sure. You know, Leeds obviously take the leads, but then the turnaround from Fulham. I, Fulham have just been a step ahead of what I ever thought they could be actually this year. Yeah, they have found their feet and they are playing some good football. Yeah, yeah, they, they seem to have finally cracked it. Cracked the code. To be fair, Fulham were a regular mainstay of the well, Premier of League they for were. what six, seven years yeah, before they were relegated. In. Back in the, well, the late 2000s, wasn't it? Yeah. So they've got well, previous for sticking around. They're just not very good at it. Yeah, it's just recent, recent years, it's just been up and down, up and down, hasn't it? Because they haven't really invested properly. or But they've invested well this summer. They've got a good manager. They've got, you know, Mitrovic has fired in the Premier League, finally. After tearing up the championship every time. Hurt you. I mean, Willian is a um, brilliant signing, Willian. Oh, brilliant for them. Because he knows the league. Yeah. He's not as quick as what he used to be, but his mind is still there. That's it. That's all he needs. And he, he got his he goal needs, yeah. late on. Just the one that secured it, really, with lead scoring in injury time. Yeah. But um, right. no, very impressed for Fulham. They are now sitting very comfortably in seventh place, ahead of Liverpool. Only two points behind you. Only two points. Yeah, the game, we've got a game they've in got hand. We've got a game in hand on them, yeah, yeah. Serve <laughs> Liverpool, in fairness, serve Liverpool and Brighton. Yeah. But um, no, I think that, you know, Fulham will be delighted to have 18 points on the board. Yeah. Um, Leeds, on the other hand, have dropped into the relegation zone after that. Yeah, four defeats on the bounce. Yeah, and it's looking tricky for them now. They've only got, what, two wins under their belt this season. Yeah, again, it's a lot like we were talking about earlier. You know, if you can't score goals, which obviously they did at the weekend, but they concede far too many leads. They're too open. Yeah. They always have. They have been, to be honest. That's been yeah. one of their traits since they came back, wasn't it? 
Yeah, you know, even, Bielsa, you know, obviously they Bielsa were very in particular. Open. Yeah. yeah, Bielsa in particular, because just because of the style that he was. But you know, I thought I felt like Jesse Marsh had got him in a place, particularly the end of last season. <laughs> Excuse me, the, the back end of last season in particular, where he he tightened him up a bit, hadn't he? Yeah. But this season they seem to have just they fallen just seem away. Seem to have opened up again. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's very very odd. Yeah, because you need that stability at the back. Particularly if you're going to be where Leeds are going to be in that bottom sort of seven or eight. That's it. You can't afford to lose to teams that are potentially going to be around you. And Fulham would have fallen into that category. Mm -hmm. yeah. Although they might argue Fulham we're in a European battle here. Yeah, at the moment they are. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this, is, this is where we're at. And speaking of surprising European pushes. Oh, God. Do we want to Southampton? We're going to head to the Tottenham Stadium. No. Quickly, get this one over and done with. Because with... Newcastle beating Spurs puts them in the top four. Yep. Uh, after good, well, obviously good value for it, Newcastle. Yeah, very good. Good value for it. Can't have no complaints whatsoever. It's been a bad week for Tottenham. It has. And I know there's a lot on social media about the um, Callum Wilson goal. Mm -hmm. For me, that's not a foul. I'm I don't sorry. think it was a foul either. I was it's... getting ready to have a proper... No, 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 no. I, w I, thought, I thought you were going to come agree. with your tinted glasses on and an after. No, no. I I don't even know why Hugo's gone for it, to be honest. Yeah. Dyer was there. That's it. So he's gone for it. He's made Callum's Callum Wilson's decision easy for him. Mm -hmm. And obviously Almiron with the second goal, which is so bad defensively at the minute. Obviously, we, we were missing Romero, who is a big miss when he's yeah. not there. But um, obviously we're missing Richarlison. Kudosevsky's the one we're missing the most at the minute. Yeah, at the top end. Yeah. He's been very, very good. But everyone's just having a brain fart at the minute. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not going well. It's not ideal. I mean, we're still third. Let's not, <laughs> you know. Yeah. The, the house hasn't fallen down. But you've still got a lot of big games to come. Yeah, we've got Liverpool coming up. Soon. You know, yeah. yeah, when you look at United, we've already played City... Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Tottenham. We've played all yeah. five of you in our first 11 games. Yeah. And we've got it's... 20 points. Yeah. But I just... And actually, we've only... Yeah. We've, we've lost to two teams who, we pro who, at this point, I don't think we would be losing to. Yeah. Given the turnaround that United have had. Yeah. Um, so... But no, Newcastle was good value for it. We were... Yeah, we got the goal back. You never looked like we were going to get another one. No. It wasn't. It's not looking very good at the moment. At, at the moment. moment. At the moment, indeed. And who knows? Maybe Conte goes. Maybe the UVA job's not too bad after all. We were having this discussion at the weekend, funnily enough, mm -hmm. whether Conte goes or not, and what happens. Yeah. People think he's too negative. I can see why people think he's too too negative. But then you've got to look at his track record and go, look, right, we're you knew third what you in were the getting. table. Yeah, but you knew what you were getting with Conte, yeah. you know, and everyone was all for him when he first came through the door. So yeah. you can't be surprised that you're getting a Conte style of football yeah. when it's what you all wanted. That is it's that what, is the way that he plays football. Yeah. And he always has. It's it's not what the majority want. Tottenham Tottenham have this history of what? playing attacking front foot football, winning nothing. As, exactly, that's the argument. It's all white playing swashbuckling football. But what have we got to show for it? Yeah. So, 
yeah, one of them ones. But no, let's say full credit to Newcastle. Um, let's talk about someone else. All right, then let's go. Let's just wind <laughs> us back to Stamford Bridge. Then let's wind us back to Stamford Bridge. Oh, in, do we have in... to go back to? Do we have to go to Chelsea of all places? Chelsea actually. of all places, and the game that nobody wanted to lose. No, as I called it. Although I think after half an hour, United should have had a, at least a goal. We were absolutely all over him that first half an hour. We forced Potter into going, right, I need to change this. Yeah, we've taken Cucurella off. We took Cucurella off, changed his shape, brought Kovacic on because there was too much space for United in the midfield, way yeah. too much room. And then Chelsea had the better of probably the next half an hour or so. Yeah, yeah. and then the second half I felt was very bitty. I don't think anyone really got hold of it. There was a lot of mistakes, I think, yeah. from both teams in the second half, um, which then culminated in McTominay with... A soft but a fair foul. Oh box. yeah, absolutely. I I wish more of those were given. Yeah. Because then it would just stop it altogether. But that is the problem. That is the inherent problem, though, isn't it? It's not yeah. consistent. Those decisions aren't consistently given. It just depends on who the guy is in the middle that you yeah. get. But if cause... you've got two heart, if you've got two arms around your opponent, yeah, that's a foul. Yeah, I agree. And we did go down. You know, like you can sex, you but... can always go around and go. Oh, it wasn't me, ref. You've got two arms around him. Yeah. That's my, that's my one bugbear with corners in the Premier League. That the player who is defending the corner has always got too much of an eye on the man he's marking rather than the ball. Well, sometimes you get caught out with that. Sometimes you don't know, don't it? And yeah. it just depends on, on the situation. But uh... Just keep your eye on the ball. Don't worry about the man. Yeah, that must be. If, if, be... if you're in the right place when the ball arrives at you, then you're going to head the thing away, aren't you? That's it. But, um, yeah, the penalty was well taken from Jorginho. I, I mean, kind of had a feeling yeah. he'd go the other way. Yeah, because he normally goes Yeah, because he, he normally goes into that bottom left, and I thought, this is a big game, a big moment. He very rarely goes that way, so I reckon he'll go that way this time, and he did. Yeah. He slots it away, but then, then the drama. The drama. Luke Shaw with a beautiful cross. Finds... Well, doesn't, does he really find Casemiro? I mean, Casemiro really finds it for me. He kind of, I don't yeah, know how he moved his neck. above everybody else, didn't he? He leapt up, but I don't know. I mean, he's taken it off McTominay's head. He's probably got the easier header. Yeah. But the way he wrapped his neck around it, I, I don't know how he did it. Like, he must have neck muscles like like a Formula 1 driver. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> the way he bent his neck backwards, pulled it back. I mean, Kepa gets the touch on it. But he can't save it. But he can't just, keep it's it just out. Too far. It's just too far in the corner. Yeah, yeah it was a wonderful header. Wonderful he header. Mad celebrations. It won all. He did, and he loved his first goal for United. He certainly did. But it was Cristiano a... Ronaldo was nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen, but he's back in training. So he's been Obviously. disciplined. He's been disciplined. He's done that. So it'll be interesting to see how he reacts from that. Yeah. He put this Instagram post out, which was sort of an apology. Sort of, he didn't actually say the words, I was, I'm sorry, but he did kind of say in the heat of the moment, I probably shouldn't have done what I did. Yeah, which is fair. Which yeah. is fair because he shouldn't have done. He, 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 you know, Eric Tenghard confirmed that he refused to come on the pitch against Tottenham. Which I found which, very bizarre that he refused me, to because, come on. Because he normally scores against Tottenham. Yeah. There was a goal in it for him. But why refuse Maybe a hat to trick? come on? Yeah, it's odd that. Oh, it's odd that. I don't know. I, you but, know, if, he's, if he's not been selected to come on and he storms down the tunnel, then I mean, you can well, kind no, of see even, his point. Yeah. Well, even so, no, because you're not no. <laughs> you're 
No, you don't get to walk. Like, imagine if any of your football players did that. Yeah. Right. And they just, it was like, I've, they're not coming fair, on. And then they, they stop because they're not coming on. They walk off down the tunnel and, and then they leave the ground, by the way. He left the ground. He didn't just leave. Yeah. He, he jumped in his car and went home. To be fair, we have had that instance before. Yeah. Hossam Ghali did it. What? Ten year ago? Yeah. Under Harry? See? Mm-hmm. Under Harry Redknapp? Never seen again. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, he got substituted off and just stormed down the tunnel and yeah. Um, yeah. But he's been disciplined, he's come he's back in training with the first team. We'll see how he reacts, we'll see what it is, how how it all goes. What I think happens? Eric Ten Hag has handled know. it as best as he possibly could. Yeah. He's been very honest and very open about it. You know, come out and said I have to you know, he said I have to set the standards. Yeah, absolutely. Um so I think he's done very well. It's going to be a very interesting thing to keep your eye on. It will be. I think. I think it might. Set, I think. He, I think Ronaldo just now needs to realise that he's thirty-seven. He's a bit part player now. Yeah. It's not so much a bit part, but he's not going to start every single game, every yeah. single week, and it's probably for his own good, and it will lengthen his career. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think. If he wasn't in so much trouble right now, I'd be getting Ryan Giggs on the phone to him. Do you know what I mean? If it wasn't, you know what I mean? It'd be just like... I think Ryan Giggs lesson. has got bigger problems, but yeah. But he has. That's exactly, that's exactly what I'm saying. So, like, but have... Maybe, you know, maybe Skulls would be a better person for him to go and talk to then, you know, it's just like... Someone, like, yeah. I think, the thing with Skulls, though... Wayne Skulls, Rooney. The thing yeah. is, though, Skulls wasn't as fit as Ronaldo was. Do you know no. what I mean? He didn't have the physique or whatever, so... Mm. I think he just needs to learn now that, and take take that in and go right. I can still affect games, yeah, but I can't do it every week. And I personally think we play better without him. Oh, you said that but, through gritted teeth, didn't you? Well, I do because it's not necessarily the most agreed thing in the world. But I genuinely do think that we play better without him in the team. I think we have a bit more. Energy. The only thing we lack is the finish, which yeah. he can give you. Yeah, so that's do, that's the trade off. Yeah. yeah, that's the trade-off, really, with him. It's like, well, we play better as a unit when he's not in the team. Yeah. But we ha- we're missing chances galore. Yeah. I mean, my favourite my favorite game to play now, and shout out Alternate Uniteds, who do alternate, who do really funny commentary on United games. My favourite game to play now, when Rashford goes one-on-one, he's, called, he's Walcott or Pele. Either he's going to smash it right at the goalkeeper or smash it right in the top corner. And it's my favourite game to play, but at the minute he's more Walcott than Pele. I think we have a title for this week's podcast, folks. Walcott or Pele, which is true, because he's missed so many chances. This week, <laughs> this week, he's missed so many chances. I mean, Larice last week. Oh, Hugo got... is superb. He's got <laughs> a vendetta he against Marcus. He's got a vendetta against Marcus Rashford, I'm sure he has. <laughs> he's like, you didn't feed my kids. <laughs> Oh no, you're not. No, you're not getting through here. But it was, um, it was, it was bizarre. So, so yeah. So that's kind of the the way up with with Rashford and with um. Didn't feed my kids. No, he didn't, didn't feed his kids. So I'm not letting you score. Um, right. Oh, uh, that's. Oh well, yeah, let's talk about Chelsea as well because Chelsea. I thought after they made the change, I think Graham Potter made a very brave decision and it paid off for him really yeah i mean he's lucky i guess it was cucurella he brought off who we know is very well yeah 
might not have gone down so well if it was one of the other players. Possibly. Who we didn't know so well, but he could probably get away with it with Cucurella. And then the fact that, you know, it was pure a tactical decision. It wasn't a, I think you're playing badly kind yeah. of decision. It was going we'll to help a back with that. four just to try and stem the time. Yeah. yeah. But it was that draw that opened up the door for Newcastle to get into the top four. Yeah. But time will tell. Uh, right then. Uh, Arsenal then. Let's take ourselves to the top of the table. Arsenal could only manage a draw against Southampton. Um, Xhaka gets the early goal for Arsenal. But they couldn't hold it together. Armstrong with a good goal. Yeah, odd, good goal. It was, good, it was a good game of odd, football. Yeah. yeah. An odd game in some respects. I think uh, Arsenal... They weren't, they weren't their very best that they've been this season. No, but then you can't win week in, week out. The big thing is don't lose. Yeah. And obviously they didn't. They still maintain the gap at the top. Yeah, keep it to two points. Yeah. But yeah, very, very... They'll be disappointed, really, that they've dropped the points, though, I think, Arsenal. I think they would have thought... They, they would have thought they'll there. beat Southampton, given the form that they've been in. Yeah. Yeah. But a big point for for Southampton as well, really. I mean, every point counts when they're down that end of the table. Um, but they they show signs that this was one of those performances, Southampton performances, though, wasn't it? Where it's like, okay, they're on it this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was All good. Right, the Jekyll, the Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is Southampton. Uh, right, that's all the Sunday's games done. Back to Saturday then. We've got Everton's big win over Palace. Good performance yeah. of out from Everton. Calvert Lewin back amongst the goals. Yeah, almost a like, demolition job, wasn't it? it? Well, it was really. I thought they were phenomenal. Was was Palace Everton. hardly had a look in that whole game, and you know they needed that. They had been on a, what three games they'd lost on the trot. Yeah, yeah. Until that point, obviously you say Calvert Lewin gets his goal. Yeah, and gets him a good chips start in as well. Yeah, getting getting that good start though, I think was was vital for them actually you know because when you are on those losing streak you need that bit of confidence boost and getting that early goal would have given them the boost then you just yeah, you know if they hadn't yeah. scored for a while in that game and it drags on then you know palace probably come into it a bit more yes yeah i agree yeah but the, the early goal meant that they had something to build confidence off the back of and you know palace didn't really create much they weren't really that much that much there wasn't that much danger coming from him, despite no, you know. Which is un- which is surprising. It is the three players or the four players that they had out there. At least say Eze, Zahar, and Edouard. Yeah. You know they've all been playing very well this season. And they've been they have done well, but it just didn't seem to click today for them. Mm-hmm. Well, today Saturday for them. Um, and then obviously Brighton, Man City, Brighton, City carried on. Harlan got a couple of goals. De Bruyne gets the other one. It's not a lot to say about City. There isn't. They just keep going. No, they're very, very good football team. Credit to Brighton in this one. Obviously, they were two nil down at half time, but they went for it. Yeah, they did go for it. They got a goal back, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, and And you you never know. They tried to punch blow for blow with City, and it nearly paid off. Nearly. It did, but I think when you when you're up against that attack, though. Oh, Kevin De Bruyne's goal, superb. Yeah. Yeah. To kill the game, absolutely. It's just, it's just never, never a too wise a thing. I think. You know, get the first goal and then just kind of see where you go from there. I think they just seem to want to keep going at them. Pushing forward, yeah. Yeah, maybe, you know, take stock. Settle yourself. Get the nerves growing in the stadium more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of find your way maybe towards the end of the game to get that opportunity in the last 10, 
you know, 10 minutes or so yeah. to get the equaliser. I just felt they, after they scored, they were like, oh, okay, we're going to go again. We're going to go again. Against that city side, I'm not sure that's necessarily that's the smart way of doing it. It's punch then counter punch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that leaves us then with uh, the Monday night game. West Ham starting to pick up their form. They are. What did you think about the controversial handball? I don't think it was that bad, was it? No. No. Obviously, they've changed the the ruling or the the wording of the ruling. Yeah. It just it took so long to sort it out. I think that's the only issue. No, that was that was the main issue. That was the main problem. But I don't think there's, there's not too much to worry there about. There can't be too much debate about it. No. Yeah, Obviously, I think we've seen very similar things in front of him. I've got more grief with the second goal than I have with the first one. Yeah. Because again, it's this whole thing of he's making himself bigger. He's sliding yeah. across the pitch. Yeah. You are going to put your arms are going to go into a, a different position if you're sliding, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the the line is for being too far away from your body or being too close to your body. Yeah, that's yeah, the no, difficulty it is, with that one. It is that one is more difficult because, it, like you say, it's like you're gonna if you're stretching, you're diving across, you're trying to do something. Your arms are naturally going to go out, but yeah. at the same time. You are kind of making your surface area bigger. You are making your surface area bigger. So it's it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. But they no, need to bottom these it, things out, I think. They need to they need to sort out the greyer areas in the, yeah. in the it doesn't help that the rulings are that ambiguous that there is sort of interpretation allowed. Yeah. It's and either always... it's either black or white, isn't it? Yeah, and that will always lead to to inconsistency really, where there are those type of decisions. Because, yeah. you know, the, the moment of the game can affect a decision of a referee. You know, a crowd might get on them. Yeah. You know, and it's just in that moment, the reaction is as well-mannered as it might be, you know. I'm sure no referee, I'm absolutely convinced no referee goes out there and goes, I'm not giving them a penalty no matter what. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just in the moment, you're a human and you make a decision. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. They're not, yeah. But if the penalty is the first goal rather than the second goal, that completely changes the game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, but... and that's that's the things that we need to tighten up a little bit in the Premier League. I mean, they try. Uh, they were using VAR in Scotland for the first time this weekend. And yeah, they and now had... know exactly how it feels. Yeah. They had a few moments up there, didn't they? They did. The weekend as well. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so good win for West Ham, though, overall, if we put it into that context. They yeah. needed, into you know, the top they've... 10. Started to find their form. Bournemouth starting to show signs again, you know, regressing back to how they were at the start of the season. Yeah. But it'll be interesting. I mean, you know, they're going to be ups and downs, I think. Yeah, Bournemouth again, away from they're home. A, they're a team without a manager. Gary O'Neill is in temporary charge. Obviously, they're another team that are probably going to wait until the World Cup and then make a decision then. Yeah. It's going to be an so, interesting time once the World Cup starts because there's still going to be stuff going on at home. Yeah, there's going to be lots going on, lots to keep an eye on. So we'll see how it all pans out. Uh, right, that's the Premier League wrapped up. Good times. Uh, shall we have a little trip around the world? Let's go around the world, shall we? And I'll start this week in Serie A, where Fiorentina and Inter played out a seven-goal thriller with former Manchester United and Arsenal winger Henrik Mkhitaryan scoring the winning goal in added time. 
Lazio ended Atalanta's unbeaten start to the season as they leapfrogged them in the table as a result. There were goals galore in the Bundesliga this weekend as Dortmund and Mainz both hit five. Augsburg and Leipzig shared six goals between them and just the two for Bayern Munich, but it was enough to close the gap to one point after Union Berlin lost. In La Liga, Barcelona hit four after last week's Clasico disappointment. It was a 3-1 win for Real over Sevilla to maintain their two-point lead at the top. Villarreal beat Almeria by two goals to one in what proved to be Unai Emery's last game in charge. Plenty of goals around France as well as Lille beat Monaco 4-3. PSG won by three goals to nil to continue to lead the way. In the WSL, Nikita Paris scored the only goal as Manchester United beat Leicester. There were also wins for West Ham, Arsenal, Chelsea, Manchester City and Everton. And whilst we're here, we should wish Chelsea manager Emma Hayes a speedy recovery after her surgery. We are now into the semi-final stage of the MLS playoffs. LAFC will take on Austin and Philadelphia advance to take on New York City for a place in the final. Melbourne City beat Melbourne Victory 2-0 in the A-League to maintain their 100% start to the season. And finally, we end with the craziness that is the National League. So it was Torquay versus Altrincham this week. Torquay were 2-0 down before going 3-2 ahead. They then had a man sent off before conceding a 90th minute goal to go 4-3 down, only to equalise in the seventh minute of added time. Crazy game. I was watching that more than I was watching Chelsea and United. Really <laughs> Don't blame me, that is a crazy game of football. For all, lovely stuff. That is what we like to see. And go on, Nikita Paris, get in your first goal for United. Right. Uh, Donis, any any updates from our football manager, one of the kids, Donis Avdijaj? Okay, so FC Zurich have played two games since we've last been with you. Okay. They okay. picked up a point. They picked up a point on Thursday, drawing with Basel. Nice. That's but good they win. lost to Grasshoppers 4-1 at the weekend. Right. Donis did get on. Was, guessing that was the football club, not the insect. We've had this joke already. Have we? Yeah. Well, we've had it again. <laughs> Donis did get on yeah. after the, I think it was about 66 minutes. Trouble is, they were only three runs down by that point. Oh, well, what a waste of time that is. Yeah. Give him a chance, guys. Yeah. I mean, this if he's going to come on and save the day, chance. you need to give him... Yeah, yeah. You need to give yeah. him a chance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So FC Zurich is still without a win. And they are Not the only ideal. side now without a win. <laughs> Not ideal. Not ideal at all. Unlucky them uh, <laughs> okay right um i guess then at this point it's time to have a little look at next week's fixtures yep next week so coming up this weekend we've got leicester and manchester city starting the weekend at twelve thirty. then there are five games at three o'clock including newcastle and aston villa bournemouth and tottenham brighton and chelsea crystal palace southampton and brentford taking on wolves the 5.30 game is at Craven Cottage, Fulham versus Everton. There's a 7.45 game as well mm. on Saturday night. Liverpool taking on Leeds before Arsenal meet Nottingham Forest at 2 o'clock on Sunday before Manchester United take on West Ham at 4.15. Nice, slightly Not earlier. 4.30, which is surprising. It is a bit odd, but I'm sure there's reasons for it. Maybe. 
keep an eye out a few times then this weekend then everyone uh right then that pretty much leaves us to say thank you very much for listening uh don't forget if you do want to get in touch with us then you can you can tweet us at let's football pod you can email us at let's football pod at gmail.com we'll be back next week breaking down all the games from this weekend of the premier league uh but in the meantime everyone stay safe look after yourselves and uh we will see you all very very soon bye, bye.